0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News.
1: Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. First Friday of June, June the 2nd. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual this morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning.
0: Hey, Craig, good morning. I thought it was going to be kind of a lackluster week, but uh, with some fireworks here this morning, it looks like uh, we could end up with a pretty decent week when it was all said and done.
1: So far, so good. And before we get started, just a reminder to everyone out there that these weekly wrap-up segments are brought to you by Sprott Money. We deal with mints around the world to bring you the highest quality bullion and numismatics. Visit our site, SprottMoney.com, to shop now. Yes, Eric, you are referencing the U.S. jobs report, which came out this morning. Not only was it well below expectations for the month of May, significant downward revisions to the amount of jobs created in uh, April and back in March. And all of a sudden, there's all sorts of questions about what the Fed might do from here with their next meeting coming up, really, and and week after next. What do you make of all this, my friend?
0: Well, I think, you know, it's always been my view that the economy is not nearly as strong as people in the mainstream media might want to suggest that it is. And, of course, when the March number came out at 79 and we were all, you know, going gaga about it, like, how the how could that happen? Um, But I think it's because February was so benign weather-wise, and you ended up with what looked like a good month. But really, you know, we had a pretty benign winter. So when March came along, um, we we had a lousy number. Now they've revised the 79 down to 50. They've revised the April number. I forget what it was. Let's say it was 217. I think they took it down to 170 or something. And, of course, this month coming in at 138 is way below the lowest expectation. Um, But we saw the... uh, the job cuts announced uh, for May were up uh, 71% from uh, May of last year. Uh, we see weakness in um, in housing, in uh, building permits were weak. Uh, we've seen weakness in car sales. So I think we're going to start seeing some layoffs in the, the auto business. You know, why they shut the plants down for a little while because the inventories are getting a little out of whack here. So I don't think that things are nearly as strong as, as we all might have thought. You can imagine... Uh, there's a big part of the economy is government and they are all struggling. I mean, we see tax receipts that are weak. We see federal uh, income tax receipts that are weak. Um, We see uh, states and cities that have huge funding issues. So uh, none of those people are hiring much. And and of course, getting wage increases is going to become very, very difficult in those particular areas. So there's lots of reasons to think that, uh, Things aren't going to get any better. Maybe we've got to get used to, you know, like 150,000 jobs created per month. And even those 150 might very well be phony because of the birth-death model. Like, we don't know. And I think, you know, we might all find that there's been this big scam going on. Everyone says everything's great. In fact, I read a report on this jobs report where the guy was concluding that everything was great. And I think, well, how could he be thinking that? It's below anything anyone suggested. yet the guy comes and says, oh, the jobs are tight, and unemployment's down to 4.3%, and there's going to be wage increases, and yet all the data doesn't show it. So there's this spin that happens out there in the mainstream media which says everything's great, but uh, the data uh, doesn't tend to show it.
1: Well, that's for sure, and it makes you wonder what the Fed is trying to accomplish, I suppose would be the best way to put it. They are promising, or at least everyone is expecting, another rate hike at the fed meeting that happens week after next but yet eric if they do that that'll be the fourth rate hike and it will bring the fed funds rate all the way up to about where they are on the two-year and the five-year rate do you still expect a rate hike in two weeks or do you think maybe the the market is looking the wrong way
0: well i've said before i don't really i don't think the economy justifies a rate increase Not, not that by the way, I mean, the rate is so non-existent. I mean, we don't have a rate hardly, right? I mean, it's a joke that we've even come down to zero interest rates in the first place. So, you know, if we ended up at uh, 1% Fed funds rate, it's hardly shocking. So maybe in that sense, you know, it could certainly take it because it should should not make a dramatic difference. Now, you know, you go from one to two and you're going to start making a difference to people because the mortgage rates theoretically might go higher. But as we, we've noted, uh, I mean, short rates come up, but long rates keep going down. Uh-huh. Uh, so that, that's where mortgage rates are determined. So the mortgage rates have come off a little here. But I've never thought that the economic data supported a Fed rate increase, other things being equal. And I can ser- say that with a lot more certainty today with the kind of numbers and the revisions and the job numbers and what's happening at the retailers and You know, even the 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 percent revenue increases or decreases that these big companies are reporting, it just doesn't sound like we have an economy with anything more than moderate growth. And then moderate might be a bit of an exaggeration. So uh, I don't see it. But uh, who knows? The Fed might have a, a different agenda. Maybe they want to get rates up so they can take them down later. But economically, I don't think it's justified.
1: Yeah, you know, I think you hit on the right point there. You wonder, what should we even be pulling for as metals investors in that all that period through 2012 through 2015, rates were kept low and and never moved and prices just went lower. And now, ever since they've been hiking rates, prices have been going higher. Uh, Should we we begin to anticipate more QE eventually or should we hope for higher rates? I mean, it's kind of a conundrum.
0: Well, you know, if you look at the world's economy, and particularly when you look at China and all the money they've lent out to keep their economy going and even, you know, in the US and all these other the size of the the, uh, the balance sheets of the central banks, and you just wonder like when does this thing end? When does something happen that becomes untoward to keep the stock market up? Because really what you and I talked about is the, the stock market staying up. Because if the stock market broke, then I think people would realize there's not many safe places yet, and we know one of them is precious metals. So that's why we're always kind of looking for this thing to break. And there's so many ways it could happen. I mean, there's just so many ways it could happen. And, of course, even job growth is one of them, right? The fact that there really is no recovery, and we all of a sudden change the mindset. Oh, we don't have a recovery. Mm-hmm. We don't have, you know, the the Trump inflation thing. It, you know, it's not working. And, the whole, of course, the whole political scene in in Washington, just leads you to the conclusion that nothing's going to happen. So, how do you get out of this funk? In particular, with the Fed raising rates, I mean it's logical. And of course, we're seeing lots of uh, portfolio managers, long-time portfolio managers, very successful, throwing in the towel. I just can't deal with this market. I'm returning the money to the investors. I don't get it. I don't want to be a part of it. And it's mostly from guys who've been around for 30 and 40 years who have been very successful, and they just they're kind of throwing up their hands and. I know every time I wake up and see the market up, you know, 50, 60 points when nothing's happened, you're like, know, okay, what's going on here? And you, you, you become to expect it. And it's almost like the, the invisible hand is out there keeping everything going up. So I haven't really looked to see what the futures are doing today, but. I mean, I guess it wouldn't shock me if I found out that they're still showing the Dow is going to open up 50 points, notwithstanding the lousy jobs report. Maybe bad is good again. OK, you know, we'll have that mantra going on. It's, something's always good. Bad's good. Good's good. But everything's good. So we we, we become a little skeptical of um, the reasons for the market, the stock market holding together.
1: And, and I'll, I'll add that in here for you, Eric. We're actually looking here as we record about a half hour before New York Stock Exchange open. S&P futures are up three points. How about that? There you go. Like magic. But the dollar index is down at multi-month lows again, actually now well below where it was uh, at the date of the election back in November. But I do want to wrap up by asking you about futures prices because there's a little bit of a, a split, a little bit of a dichotomy going on in that gold is now uh, closing back in on 2017 highs. I've got 1275 as we speak, so it's really only a little um uh, not maybe 2% below the highs it reached back uh, back in early april yet silver is really lagging it's a full uh, almost uh, 7 or 8% below its earlier yeah. highs this year right. i don't know can you ascribe right. any significance to that or well, can you maybe figure out what's going well, on
0: sure well i think that the the people uh, the commercials in the silver market uh can control it uh, reasonably easily because it's such a small market and they got such deep pockets okay I mean, seriously deep pockets uh, so they can control it on a paper basis uh, of course the real key will be when they have to protect it on a on, on a physical basis and you know we hear about little stories about tightness and we hear about you know some of the contracts uh, being pushed forward uh, this physical settlement ones uh, and I think that uh, silver could explode here. I mean, I kind of look at what happened. I analogize with what happened to Bitcoin and uh, what are the other ones, Ripple and Ethereum. They're, right. where they're just going crazy. I mean, they go up fifteen, twenty percent in a day. Um, it, it, it tells you there's a segment of the population who's not a believer in fiat, and so far they focused on uh, on the cryptocurrencies. Uh, but I think that 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 can easily uh, transcend into an interest in things like uh, silver and gold. And of course, silver being the much smaller market and sort of the common man's, uh, the poor man's gold. Uh, man, it could go crazy so quickly. And, you know, I think 1750 is kind of a critical area. If we could push through here, then I think we might be off to the races. I found it kind of funny yesterday when I actually traded down below 17 for some reason. You know, some guy just slammed it, I guess. And, you know, he had it closed uh, fairly well yesterday. And we have a little bit of a little bit of a move here this morning, but we are right on the edge of perhaps breaking out and I, I think it could get very exciting here because I suspect that uh, there 's going to be a silver shortage. Just the world must realize that uh, whatever we think whatever financial world we think we 're living in it 's not exactly what we 're being told and I think the jobs number is a perfect example of it everything 's hunky dory it 's great boom. Three job reports, lousy job reports in a row, effectively now, because we've taken the April one away, which was sort of good for a while. Now it's not good. So um, I think it'll bring people back into precious metals here. And uh, silver will, would normally outperform gold, and I think it ultimately it's going to. And it's just a matter of pushing through here. And maybe maybe by the end of today we'll, we'll have accomplished that. I certainly hope so.
1: Or by maybe the next time we speak, next Friday. But for now, I think we can probably call it a day on this weekly wrap-up. So I want to thank you for your help and all your guidance. Wish you a great weekend, and then we'll see what we have next week.
0: Yeah, it could be quite exciting, not at all the sort of pillars of economic strength are falling away here, right? I don't know what you am going to say, but anyway, how, how somebody could say that was a good jobs report is way beyond me. But anyway, that's just the, the way it is, and I, too, will look forward to next week.
1: And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and com, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you again next week.